0: Hello everyone, you are listening to the very first episode of a new show that I'm calling This Podcast is Too Important. Every couple of weeks I'll be bringing you a new episode, sometimes just by myself and other times with a guest. We'll be discussing politics by itself, movies by itself, but most of the time we're going to merge the two together. Now, this first episode is a rant that I recorded a few days ago about something that is very important right now, and that's the very idea of voting third party. I think that before you cast a protest vote, uh, because either Clinton or Trump will become president, think hard about it. Uh, This is not a governor's race, it's not a state legislative race, this is the presidency of the United States. And I would say to those people out there who are thinking of the protest vote, think about, what the country looks like and whether you're comfortable of four years of a Trump presidency. If there's one message I want to deliver to everybody, if you don't vote, that's a vote for Trump. Wow. If you don't vote, that's a vote for Trump. If you vote for a third-party candidate who's got no chance to win, that's a vote for Trump. Uh, you know, maybe we, my legacy is on the ballot. My, you know, all the work we've, we've done over the last eight years is on the ballot. And if we're going to protect everything that we've achieved and keep moving forward, then we need Hillary Clinton to win. And if you vote for one of these numbskull third or fourth party candidates like Gary Johnson or Jill Stein and say, oh, I was so surprised at what happened. No, you shouldn't be, because idiots like you voted for third and fourth party candidates and they don't know how this system works. You have two choices. This election is too important. Please don't vote third party this time. That's what I keep hearing. Mostly from liberals, but I mostly have liberal friends, so there's that. And also all of the articles and videos that come across my screen saying that are by liberals too. And to be fair, that's all I hear from conservatives. Oh, no, Rhodey, this this election is too important. You can't throw away your vote on a third party. Trump is too dangerous to be allowed into office. No, Brody, no, this election is too important. You can't throw your vote away and protest. Hillary is too dangerous to be allowed into office. Well, I've got news for you folks. We're already heading for a cliff in the speeding car, and neither will put their foot on the brakes. It just comes down to who you think won't floor it. So, okay, let's say we take the safe choice. We put the lesser of two evils in the White House, and they don't floor it but they don't ease up on the gas either. I mean, we all know neither of them will ease up on the gas as we speed towards that cliff. So what do we do four years from now when we have the same election because Trump is back for round two with President Hillary or vice versa? See, it's 2020. We're closer to the edge now. And again, it's too important an election to vote third party because we either have to tear Hillary from the driver's seat or make sure she stays there Or, you know, tear Trump from the driver's seat or make sure he stays there. This election is too important. Next time, independents, we promise you can vote third party, just not this time, please. So, okay, fine. We kick the can down the road another four years. It's 2024. And we have two new major party candidates. One is the standard corrupt establishment politician who won't change anything as we continue speeding for that cliff. But the other is an outsider who once tweeted 12 years ago, That maybe we're too stingy with our nuclear weapons. Maybe we should be a little looser in our use of them. Well, then 2024 suddenly became too important an election. Not this time. Please don't vote third party. Just this time, please don't. We can kick the can down the road and do better next time. Okay. Well, now it's 2028, and we're being told the same thing. Okay, fine, kick it down to 2032, and surprise, surprise, this election is too important. I know they're corrupt and slowly destroying the country, but they're the safe pick. We can't risk it this time. How many more times do you think that we can afford to do that? The greatest thing that the corrupt in D.C. can hear is this election is too important. Next time, vote third party if you want, but this election has too much at stake. I don't think we have until 2032. I really don't. If we keep going down the path we're going we aren't going to make it to 2032 if we keep electing the corrupt bureaucratic big government deep state people like the hillary clintons or the you know the jeb Bushes or whoever the republicans put up next time and we make it so impossible for anyone to come in for change that the only person viable is this crazy man this crazy billionaire that is donald trump then what's going to happen the only choices from here on out are going to be a trump and a Hillary, not in name, but in the very idea of them. So I'd like to go back to 1992, the election between Bill Clinton and George H Bush. But there was a third major candidate, the third party candidate that got the most votes in the last several decades nobody my age knows who he is they might have heard the name as a joke and they don't even they don't even realize what he did and that man was ross perot clinton won with i think 43 percent of the vote bush had 37 percent of the vote and ross perot had 18.9 percent of the vote as a third party candidate ross perot was this billionaire who just out of nowhere decided, I want to, I, I, this country is going down the wrong path and I've got to get up there and I've got to tell America that it's going down the wrong path with things like NAFTA, which years later we understand that it was just this big trade policy that was just going to benefit corporations while sending jobs to other countries and weakening the middle class. And see, there's a, there's a huge difference between free trade and what NAFTA was. NAFTA was protectionist policies that would protect these corporations when they did things when they did, like, you know, horrible things. So, Ross Perot, this billionaire who funded his campaign, he got up there, and he just bought out 30-minute blocks of television time, and he explained his policies with charts and figures and facts in a very nice way. And everyone back then was saying, oh, come on, you can't possibly, but there's, but here's the thing, people were tired of of George Bush, the first one, because he was just a continuation of Reagan, sort of. I mean, he raised, I mean, they keep telling us these things, and then they lie to us, and it's, look at that. So then, when Bill Clinton got elected, he got elected with much less than half of the population, because half of the population didn't like him, just like way more than half of the population didn't like George The first, they wanted someone new. They wanted this outsider. They wanted someone who wasn't a part of this two-party system that we had gotten so sick of. 18.9% of the population voted for Ross Perot. There's a few reasons why nobody talks about him. One, because he was the biggest threat to the establishment of the two-party system in its history. He went in there and he took away a lot of voters from both parties, mostly from the Republicans because people were really tired of the Republican Party. They wanted a new person in there, but also the people who who thought, I can't vote for Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton's this, you know, he's got all this sex stuff. He's got, you know, all these rape allegations. He, you know, he supports NAFTA. I can't support a guy who supports NAFTA. And Ross Perot also didn't get a single electoral vote. That's why. Because with 18.9%, Of the population voting for him he didn't get a single electoral vote and that is ridiculous a man with almost a fifth of the population voting for him didn't come anywhere close to being president because of the electoral college and of course they don't want to give credence to third parties so all they did all all they do is make fun of him now he's this kind of joke when all he was trying to do was do what he thought was right for the country and sure, they, they, they tried to blast him as, oh, well, you would benefit from not having NAFTA. And he was like, yeah, maybe, maybe. He was honest. But then he would explain why NAFTA will be bad for the country. And guess what? He was right. Most of his predictions were correct, except his ones about spending and the debt, because he had no idea how bad the debt could get. So that was 1992, right? And they changed all of the rules. Because he got on that debate stage because he was polling it just enough to get in there. So what did the two-party system do that controls the debate council? They changed the rules on the polls. They said they would pick the polls, and you have to have above 15% in order to debate. Well, that's just ridiculous, right? That pushes all the third party to these fringe elements and online, and the vast majority of the population is just now getting online. Where they need to be is on that debate stage. So, so they change the rules to protect themselves, because any that the Democrats and Republicans agree on something, I swear to God, it is going to be bad for America. Almost every time they agree, it's bad. And this is one of them. They stranglehold the debates, and it's just, it's just the two of them now. You don't have a choice. You have zero choice in the matter, right? So now, it's 1996. People are kind of a little apprehensive about Bill Clinton. Because remember, he was elected with less than half of the population. It's not like he just turned it around in that time. No, 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 no. The Clintons had a lot of scandals while they were in office. A lot of scandals. And think about it, folks. On May 12th, 1996, Secretary of State Madeleine Albright was on sixty minutes where she was confronted with the embargo that Clinton has been enforcing on Iraq that has killed 500 people. Thousand Iraqi children. And what did madeline Albright say? She says it's a hard choice, but the price is worth it. That came directly from the Clinton administration. That 500,000 dead Iraqi children is okay. But who did the Republicans put up against him in 1996? Bob Dole. This old, somewhat senile old man, right? And so what was the, what was the argument? Well, you can't, you can't, you gotta vote for Bill Clinton because Bob Dole is this old man who's kind of senile. He's got a bum hand. Look at him. He'll sleep right through that emergency phone call at 2 a.m. when we're getting nuked. That, that was the argument in 1996. And they'd already strangled the debates so no one else could get on that debate stage. It was Bob Dole and it was Bill Clinton. It was this old man who was kind of senile and this man who sat there and had a secretary of state defend 500,000 dead Iraqi children because of sanctions and embargoes. Defended that. So he won again. And then what happens? In 2000, right, people are really tired of the Clintons. Scandal after scandal, all of this nonsense, the bombing campaigns in the Middle East... All of this stuff, the, you know, the Monica Lewinsky, all of the rape allegations, all of this. They're so sick of it. They don't like NAFTA. And Al Gore is up there. People don't want your vice president. They don't. And who, who did the Republicans put up? They put up George Bush. Now, here's the thing. George Bush was running on a campaign of small government, but also a more strategic foreign policy. Stop being the policeman of the world. We all know that, he, that it wasn't true anymore. Because 9-11 happened, all that changed, and also all the other things he did. But he was running on this other thing, right? And then, okay, and then, but no one really wanted him because she, he was George H.W.'s son. No, we don't want political dynasties in this country. We don't, that, that That's a, that's kingly ship that we fought a whole war to get away from, right? So a lot of people were, didn't, want, didn't want Al Gore because they, they were tired of the Clintons. A lot of people didn't want George Bush because Jesus, we don't need families anymore. We don't need families running this country. So they went to Ralph Nader, right? And we're told that Ralph Nader is the reason George Bush is president. And also maybe the Supreme Court and recounts in Florida and all that. Maybe the Republicans stole the 2000 election. But let's say they did. How can they have stolen the election? But also it's the third party candidate, it's the third party voters faults. George Bush was not this, you know, crazy warmonger when he was running no one could have predicted 9-11 well that's not true a lot of people predicted 9-11 but he was running on a better foreign policy he didn't want any more war but then 9-11 happens and all of that changes and then 2004 happens and here we go again John Kerry this empty suit of a man and George Bush people are starting to get a little tired of the war but at the same time John Kerry is such a was such a nobody. He's just this, like I said, he's an empty suit. Nobody wanted to vote for him. So what happened? They said the same thing. You cannot vote third party. It's too important that we stay to the course. Vote for George Bush. Or it's too important to pull him out. You cannot vote third party. What happened? He got reelected because nobody went out to vote for John Kerry, because nobody liked him and they were convinced not to vote third party. Okay, so let's flash forward again. 2008 people are dying for change right they are dying for change they want they want out of these wars the the recession was in its biggest point and the two candidates were Barack Obama the first black man to be a major party candidate and John McCain a 70 something year old war hero but here's the thing they kind of did the same thing though didn't they You can't vote third party. You can't even worry about a third party because it's too important to get to keep McCain from office so that we can end these wars, right? Because Obama will end the wars. So, okay, we didn't vote third party. We voted in Barack Obama, right? And he continued the wars, started three more, bailed out all the banks, didn't send a single one of them to jail, and everything has continued on since then. Now, he's pushing TPP, which is this... Large bill that has nothing to do with trade. It's all about corporate protectionism, right? And in this election 2016 Donald Trump and lo and behold Hillary Clinton the two most unfavorable and quite possibly the worst candidates in 40 years and all anybody can tell me is don't vote third party. Some people can try to can could can really critique the third parties stances, but they don't really not a lot of people do. Not a lot of people even know what their policies are. They don't know why people would support a third party. This, this, this election is too important, right? Like they always say, it's always too important. And I agree with them. These elections, the next handful of elections are too important to keep playing into the two-party system. And this brings me to another point. The reason why I don't want to vote for either one of these candidates is because they're so unlikable, because more than half the population doesn't like them. How many people hate Donald Trump but they're voting for him because they don't want Hillary Clinton in office, or vice versa? I know plenty of people on both sides. People who despise Hillary Clinton, say she's this corrupt monster, but they think Trump is too dangerous. I know people who think that Trump is this vile, disgusting man, but that Hillary is just too dangerous. Folks, this country, this country isn't doing so well. If you haven't noticed, I don't mean jobs. You can throw numbers at me, but the numbers don't mean anything to average day Americans because they don't understand them because the schools are terrible. But that's a that's a rant for another time. I'm talking about how Americans feel about each other. Americans hate each other, based solely on political beliefs. And I I can already hear the Republicans now saying, "Well, it's the it's the goddamn Democrats and all of their liberal PCness." And I can hear the liberals now saying, well, it's the Republicans and their racism that's making blah, 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 blah. So the solution to this is to elect a horrible, horrible person as president. Someone who's so hated that people are literally sick to their stomachs at the thought of having to vote for them because the other candidate is just that much worse. Is that the solution? Because folks, this country is not going to last very long if we can't come together. That's why we need these third parties. We need someone likable. Someone who's actually likable, not these pathological liars and war criminals and mass murderers that they keep putting up. Because I don't care what you think. They are mass murdering war criminals. It's just that one party is a little bit more open about it. How much longer can we do this? How many more elections can you keep saying that it's too important that we have to vote for the two, one of the two because a third party vote is too dangerous? How many more elections can we do that? How many more times can we afford to do that? Because the best time to vote third party is right now in every election until you get enough people to vote third party that we can dismantle the, the two party system. Because the two party system is what's dividing us. It's making everything worse. Because now each side just paints the other side as monsters, so all of their voters just assume the other side are a bunch of idiots, racists, or monsters, or baby killers, or whatever it is you want to say. But they're not. They're Americans. People losing their families over voting for Trump, or losing family members over voting for Hillary. That's insanity. But maybe that's the plan. This is what this two-party system wants. They want that stranglehold on America. You can't possibly vote third party because this election is too important. And the next election will be too important. And the election after that will be too important. And the election after that will be too important. Until there's no more elections left. Once again, this was David Rohde, and this was the first episode of This Podcast is Too Important. Our theme music is Devastation and Revenge by Kevin MacLeod. You can find out more about him at Incomputech.com. Really great website. Lots of free use music as long as you credit him, and that's what I'm doing now. Make sure to go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Too Important. A website will be coming soon. There you can leave a comment, tell me what you think I've got right, what you think I've got wrong, what you agree with, what you disagree with. You could also make some fan art for maybe some of the jokes we end up telling when I have guests on. I promise you not every episode will be as serious as this one. In fact, the very next episode is why the U.S. government is no better than the empire from star wars so i'm sure i'll have plenty of jokes in there also if you want to take a crack at my logo i'm not very good with photoshop and stuff like that so that was literally made in ms paint i'm going to keep working on it and make it look really crisp really professional but if you want to take a crack at it i'm not if you want to take a crack at it i'm not going to say no other than that i will see you in a couple of weeks and if you want to be a guest on This podcast is too important. Just leave me a comment on Facebook and I will get in touch with you and we'll figure out a way that we can make that happen. And the election is just a couple of weeks away and I just wanted to tell you that whoever you vote for or don't vote for, I respect your decision as an American and as a fellow human being and I trust that you did what was right in your heart.